Hi, my name is Kevin McQuillan, and the following pre-recorded conversations are my attempt to make sense of the human experience through the practice of yoga. I hope you enjoy. Good morning, everybody. I'm going to move into a class, 60 minutes or so. The focus of this class is on hips. That's the focus. We hold a lot in the hips, things of uh, emotions like envy and resentment and painful relationships and all sorts of different things that uh, can nestle themselves into the hips and how important it is to move into places we don't necessarily want to go every once in a while and bring some energy and attention and some breath into these areas to free them up. Emotions like envy and resentment and pain and, you know, these, these, these experiences we have, have, have a way of uh, capturing the body and uh, tightening the body. And if that's happening in the hips, it impacts our mobility is one way of looking at it. And uh, that can manifest in all sorts of different outcomes when our mobility is affected. And that's something I want to speak about before we move into class is uh, how emotions and experiences, certainly past-based experience, can influence our body. And up on the whiteboards here are some distinctions about what I'm speaking about. On the top one, it says trauma. And trauma can look a thousand different ways. And especially over a span of time. And how they ultimately, these, these traumatic events that we have, and it could be as simple as uh, people not listening to you. That's like a traumatic event in various different ways. It's like how many times do people not listen to you? It's like a lot. More than you can uh, perhaps even want to imagine how many times people not, don't listen to you or don't look at you or... Um, some assumption you have about people and so on and so forth. I mean, these are traumatic events. And of course, they go much deeper than that. So I just want to speak about trauma and then the process of healing in some sense, because that's how I hold this practice of yoga, is it's a healing endeavor, absolutely a healing endeavor if it's held that way. It doesn't have to be, but if you hold it that way, it can be very beneficial in a whole host of different ways. And so traumatic events that you carry in your posture and your assumptions about people we carry our life in our body. It's kind of weird, isn't it? <laughs> but it's like, this is what's happening. This is the consequence of our life and all the decisions that we made. It's like nestled right into your body. And our assumptions of people based on our past, and we have a lot of assumptions, a lot of assumptions about ourselves and other people. You carry them in the form of resentment and doubts about what might have been. And perhaps you felt wronged in your life every once in a while. Has that happened? You ever felt wronged? <laughs> and how that can embitter you and turn into resentment? That can help. That can happen often. And especially uh, with the people that we're closest to. You look at your closest relationships. There's a tendency that there can be resentment nestled into that relationship. And it bubbles up on a daily basis. And it can grow. And all of a sudden, it is uh, something substantial in the relationship that's a bother because we're bothered. And so if we're bothered, the relationship's bothered. If the relationship bothered, it can create trauma day in and day out. I'm not being seen. I'm not being cared for. I'm not being supported. Nobody loves me. These kinds of things. 
They torment you because you've been demeaned by them. It's an interesting perspective. Our past-based experiences and our assumptions about people can demean us. And so we become smaller than these things. It's very easy to feel smaller than our spouse. Or a friend or a family member or whatever it is. And it's not stature. It's like a problem. Any kind of problem can be bigger than us. And so we're weaker than that. And that's how we can be demeaned by it. You can look at problems that way. You ever turn away from a problem? Finances. I don't know. Uh, diet. Lifestyle. Work. Boss. Coworker. Friend. Family. I mean, all the ways in which we can experience problems. We turn away from a problem that all of a sudden has become bigger. And that's how it can demean us. And that's why problems can persist. Sometimes for a week, a month, a year, a lifetime. Because we feel we don't have the capacity to face that monster, whatever that monster might be. As a consequence, you're obsessed by anxiety, which provokes memories of the past that keep us stuck in the past. And that's a problem. That is a significant problem, living in the past. And that's easy to do. It's very easy to do. And what's the, one of the challenges about that is the past ultimately influences the present, which dictates the future. And I don't know about you. Have you ever uh, recreated something you didn't want to recreate? It's like, how is this happening? How is this thing happening? Different relationship, new city, I don't know, whatever. It's like, there you are again, you damn thing. And so that's how we can create this experience for ourselves, this anxious being. The message ultimately is, and this is mind to body, mind to body, think about this, mind to body, that you're not safe and you should protect yourself. You haven't quite figured out the problem, and so it's a threat, and the mind is threat. You're under threat. Brace for impact. This is not going to go well for you. You're in danger, and best you protect. This conversation is not going to go well. Protect. This interaction is not going to go well. Most likely, you're going to fail like you did last week, the week before, last year. Don't do it. And so the body embraces for impact. It's kind of a weird experience. And you may not be acting like this out, like, you know, bracing for impact. But we're bracing for impact. And that's like the nervous system out, which is difficult. It's like those, those tightening moments that can occur that put us on the defense. And so these are traumatic events that we can experience day to day and often. When you throw two, three, four, five problems together, it's a very difficult posture to take in the world. I see this for myself, an assumption I have about others that they're not safe. I'm not safe with people. It's an assumption I have that people hurt. So if I get too close to you, you're going to hurt me. That's an assumption I have of people. And so the tendency I've had is to keep my distance from people. This isn't going to go well and you're going to hurt me. How do I know that? Because it's already happened many times in my life. It happens all through my life that I've been hurt. And so best I stay away, keep my distance, and say less to you. Keep things to myself. 
And the way that's manifested in my body is uh, a protective state. And physically, shoulders rounded in and protecting here, my chest. It's like, uh-uh, uh-uh, you're not getting in. Nope. And so it's kind of like this, it's slight, but it can be hunched, this, this hunched experience, rounded upper back and uh, a posture of protection. And that's what I've noticed. And it's like, oh, okay. And that's happened over a span of time, a lifetime, you could say, my lifetime, that people are a threat. The problem with that is there's a lot of people. <laughs> there's a lot of people around. And I have a tendency of collecting people. This place is that. It's like, why are you people here? <laughs> but it's also my way of attempting to re-engage with people. It's like I collect people at peace retreat so I can actually be with people, so I can practice healing and making sure that I'm taking the proper posture in the world. Because it's easy for me to fall into that state. This is not going to go well. Somebody complains. It's like, eh, what am I supposed to do? Like, you know, all the various different things that can happen in relationship that are threats. And so there is this element through this practice of yoga of healing and preventative in some ways that if we can hold a posture of strength and courage, then we can take on the things that we know we need to take on. That requires a tremendous amount of responsibility, of course, but the benefit is that we heal. We heal in process, in movement. And an element to that is on the bottom board. The intent must have looked where you rather not look, which is a horrifying endeavor. It's like, no, I do not want to look inside of myself. It's dark. It's scary. It is terrifying. I don't want to look into this relationship because there's probably something there I don't want to see. And what I don't want to see is me because I'm going to probably have to do something. <laughs> That's the turn away. We don't have to do anything other than turn away. But how important it is to look where you rather not look. To look where you're weak and vulnerable. That's like staring right into the heart of the monster. We're weak and vulnerable. The very thing we don't want to admit. But yes, I don't have my shit together. I am underdeveloped and naive in this way. I'm not skilled in communication or listening or, I don't know, taking care of myself through diet or, you know, I live from scarcity when it comes to finances. It's like whatever. These places where we are weak. The very thing we don't want to admit to anybody, including ourselves. The idea is to analyze the causal pathways that put you in the position of vulnerability and inferiority to begin with. It's like it doesn't happen overnight is what I'm saying here. It happens over a span of time, weeks, months, years, a lifetime. You know, I just didn't like wake up and say people are terrifying and I should stay away from them. It's like over a span of time, decades that I have to push against, fight against often. And if I don't do that, I know what's happening. I'm becoming inferior to other people, which is not good for me, which is gonna create a complex, some experience that you're not safe in this world, which is very easy to slip into. And we're all in that state in a whole host of different ways that we're not safe in this world. 
But the idea is to analyze and see, okay, how did I get myself here? And how often have I put myself here? And sometimes we don't slow down enough to actually analyze the issues and the problems that we have. One of the benefits of that, of course, is that we strengthen ourselves. That's a beautiful thing. You think that about the yoga practice, if you've been on your mat long enough, if there was a pose that you could not get into, then over a month or two months, it's like, wow, I'm in this pose that I've been committed to getting into for the last couple of months. That's cool. And if we do that on the mat, most likely we'll take that posture and position in somewhere else in our lives and how important that is. From there, extract out lessons of the past to structure your future, which is so important so we don't repeat the past. The, the premise here is to decompose the memory, to detach it from the emotions. Oh, and if you've been, been on your mat long enough, it's like, ah, why am I weeping? This is so weird. <laughs> or it's like laughing and all these various different things that can happen on the mat through movement. We're moving, we're detaching things, pulling them apart. And if we get into that element where we actually release an emotion, that's the healing. It's a beautiful thing. Whatever the emotion is, maybe it's fear, maybe it's shame, maybe it's guilt, maybe it's, I don't know, whatever it may be, something that's got you pinched. And so this is a very healing endeavor, if, again, if you hold it that way. And ideally, you hold it that way, that there's things you have to confront in your life that you'd rather not confront. And if you use this practice, your time on your mat over the next 60 minutes, to strengthen yourself, to become that much more courageous in your life, what that could mean for you. So I want to pass that on to you. Consider it as you move yourself along. Maybe this could be a healing endeavor. You got to choose it, embrace it, move it along. And ultimately, there's a lot at stake. You know, that's how I see it. That's how I see it. It's everything we hold near and dear is at stake. And I know that. I just have to look at my future and paint this out and to see if I was <laughs> staying away from people and living in fear. I'll just become a shut-in. And that's the outcome, right? It's like a shut-in, isolated from people and not doing well and probably going crazy, heartbroken and devastated. That's, that's the end outcome for me, for sure, if I don't pay attention and consistently and constantly re-engage with people to make sure that my shoulders are back, my heart's open, that I'm not bracing for impact. I'm not bracing for impact. I'm actually bracing for connection. Different kind of experience. So I have a question for you. Make this real for you, this conversation, this practice. What's an assumption you have that leaves you demeaned or weakened? What's something that's, you know, got you on the defense a bit in your life? Some experience, something that's occurring in relationship to something? Anybody got something to say about that? Very thing you probably don't want to say out loud. <laughs> 